Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. Man accused of shooting three Houston area officers in 24 hours is now in custody after an hours long standoff. Sheriff's deputies say they arrested Taryn Green, who's the subject of a blue alert that went out yesterday. A second suspect named James Green is also in custody. Tropical storm Hillary has intensified to hurricane status. The storm is expected to impact parts of Southern California and the Southwest as early as this weekend. Hillary's remnant will produce locally heavy rain and flooding along with gusty winds to the Los Angeles basin and the desert the southwest as it continues to move north. Students are moving into the University of Texas dorms starting today. You can expect traffic on I-35 and the main roads around campus in Austin, including MLK, Guadalupe, and Dean Keaton. First day of classes is on Monday. Man, it is going to be a hot Monday. We continue to monitor the record-breaking heat we've been experiencing as we head into the weekend. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. ERCOT has a weather watch in place. It's through today. ERCOT charge of our state's energy grid and it comes as Austin reached the third hottest temperature ever recorded in the city. We're still waiting to see if the state grid operator is going to ask all Texans to voluntarily conserve electricity again today. Yesterday, ERCOT asked all Texans to raise their thermostats by a degree or so because of the extreme heat. It forecasts high demand, lower wind generation. Experts are expecting the power to stay on, but customers might feel the impact later on their energy bills. We get really high prices in the market when it gets really hot and conditions get scarce. That's a feature, not a bug. It's a signal to generators to be ready, to battery storage to be ready, for demand to go offline. ERCOT also suggests you avoid using large appliances like washers and dryers during the peak energy time, like the middle of the day. Also turn off lights and unplug anything you're not using. And it is going to be another incredibly hot day today. Perhaps not as hot as the 110 we had yesterday, but we're forecasting 108. Right now we're at 77 in South Austin at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center with that clear sky overhead. Most of us are in the low 80s. These numbers probably going to drop a few more degrees before they start to climb. Officially, though, we're about two degrees warmer now than this time yesterday morning, setting us up for a warm morning out the door. 80 at 5, 78 at 7, and then we start our warm up for the day. 84 degrees here by 9. Another day with excessive heat warnings that begin around the middle of the day and continue well into the evening. This is because the regular air temperature, uh, not even much in the way of a uh, feels like additional uh, temperature to add. We'll still feel like 105 to 110 here today, which of course is uh, dangerously hot, but we've had many of these uh, here uh, over the course of this summer. Here's what's coming up in first warning weather. First, the heat, then the hope. We'll track your chances for rain, timing, and possibly temperatures dipping out of the triple digits for once. Okay, Nick, thank you. There is no school today at Travis Early College High School. It's after a student died on campus yesterday. Yesterday, the principal of the school saying the body of an 11th grader was found before students arrived on campus. Interim Superintendent Matias Segura writing to parents saying, quote, let us all redouble our efforts to ensure that every child knows there are adults who care about them and that they can trust. But the campus will open to serve as a counseling center from nine in the morning until noon for students and staff. District also sharing a list of resources for parents and students. 
One of those including the 24-hour National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. That number is 988. Starting this week, all Hayes CISD students who walk to school will now be the last ones to leave for the day. They're having to wait an extra 25 to 45 minutes after the dismissal. It's a new district-wide policy meant to be safer and more efficient. KXAN Sarah Alshay has parent reaction. Parents are immediately outraged. It's a new dismissal order that's left Jennifer Durasik frustrated. Durasik has two students at Ralph Pfluger Elementary School in Buda. On Wednesday, she received an email by Hayes CISD laying out the new district-wide dismissal order. It said starting on Thursday, buses would leave first followed by parent pickup, student drivers, and lastly, student walkers, like Durasik's children. Previously, she says they were first to leave. With this new system, the district anticipates walkers will be released between 3.20 to 3.40 p.m. Ambiguous release time where it's like, well, we don't really know when they're gonna get released, and I don't know if something's wrong and if my kid should have made it home by now and, and hasn't, there's no way to know. With less cars on the road, Durasik is concerned for their safety walking home. Nobody in their right mind would snatch a kid off the road with five million cars and five million eyes on them. Less cars, less witnesses. They're able to get away faster because there's no traffic. But fewer cars in the area is one of the main reasons HCISD made this change. It's much safer for kids who are walkers to not have to dodge the traffic. The district says the decision came after talking with law enforcement, neighbors, and both city and county officials about traffic safety concerns. Another factor was the tragic death at a nearby school district last year. A student in our neighboring district died during drop-off. We're trying to get ahead of, of, of what would, could be a, a potentially dangerous situation. Still, Jurassic says this should be at the discretion of individual schools. Leave it up to the principals who are familiar with their students, their parents, their layout. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Now, the district says another safety issue that prompted this change was some parents falsely labeling their children as walkers to avoid waiting in the pickup line. And that led to students mixing in with the traffic to get to their parents' cars. As the death toll in Hawaii surpasses 100, a top emergency management official has resigned. The reason he says he's leaving. And how shelters in El Paso are dealing with an influx of migrants without resources and other challenges on the Texas-Mexico border. Good morning, everyone. This is a live look outside. Kick off your Friday, August the 18th. For some students, it is their first full week of school that's in the books as they get out later today. And for others, it's their second day. But welcome to KXAN News today, everyone. For whatever reason you're watching, if you're up early with us, we're happy to have you around. A top emergency management official resigned in Hawaii after the deadly fires in Maui. Herman Andaya resigned citing health reasons. Comes one day after he defended his decision not to sound warning sirens as wildfires swept across the island. So here's what he said during an update on the response efforts. Had we sounded the siren that night, we're afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. And so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WEA and EAS. By the way, I should also note that there are no sirens, Malka, or on the mountainside, where the fire. 
Public safety meeting records show the emergency management director had a pattern of downplaying the importance of the island's outdoor emergency siren system. Meeting transcript records show the director repeatedly said sounding the, quote, civil service sirens would be a last resort. He apparently made those comments in meetings between 2019 through 2021. Hawaii's Attorney General announcing she will call on a third-party private organization to investigate the state and local response. Her office is also investigating the policies and decision-making before and during the wildfires. More than 1,000 people are still missing, including one man's 98-year-old grandmother. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Hope to see you again. So painful. Survivors starting to come back and see the aftermath for themselves. Some refusing to allow these wildfires to take their hope away. Behind all of this chaos, there's an opportunity for success. And this opportunity that I'm talking about, everybody needs to listen to this. The state of Hawaii, our people of Hawaii, that understand, live, breathe, aloha. It's not a word, it's a feeling. President Joe Biden will get the chance to speak with survivors and first responders when he travels to Maui on Monday. Still ahead, the international way that a local district is filling its teacher vacancies and the growing program bringing teachers in from Spain to Texas. Sitting down with the superintendent from Hay CISD way, districts around the state are having trouble complying with the new law and to keep students safe while at school. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. It is August the 18th. This is a live look to give you an idea of what it's looking like outside. We have cameras all over Central Texas. Nick is here with the latest look at your forecast in just the next few minutes. But if you're up getting ready for school, you should know that filling teacher vacancies is a top priority for many districts around Central Texas. So when 11 teachers from Spain volunteered to help fill the void in Elgin ISD, the district said absolutely. Great opportunity. Nabil Ramana shows us how the teachers are helping and how this program continues to grow. It's back to school for Elgin ISD. And over at Booker T. Washington Elementary School, teachers like Maria Gallego Liam. are busy learning a lot of new names. It's very good to see them, how they improve along their, their year. Uno, dos. Daniel Cancino, busy as well. Here I, I teach Spanish. So I feel like I'm at, I'm at home. But home for both is a long way away. I'm from Marbella, which is in the south of Spain. I'm from Madrid, the capital of my country. Both teachers are in the Texas-Spain International Teacher Program. <laughs> Eleven teachers from Spain are teaching in Elgin ISD, all of them bilingual. And I didn't know that I was helping to fill in position until I get here. So, whoa, I'm happy, they're happy, so it's like 
Win-win. Bilingual teachers can be hard to find these days, so the program is not only giving these teachers new experiences, but it's also helping the district. Oh, muy bien. Helping fill vacancies and offering these teachers much more. For me, it's so nice when you when you see that the gay they, that they really love you. In Elgin, Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. These teachers are contracted for three years, and after that, they can decide to stay in extra two, renewing their visas. Last year, the program in Elgin ISD had five teachers from Spain, and they're hoping to keep increasing these numbers again next year as well. According to Elgin ISD's career page, it still has two bilingual positions they need help filling. Now looking back here, it's not the first time in Central Texas a district has welcomed teachers from overseas. In 2021, we reported Leander ISD staff teachers from Australia and Jamaica to teach at two elementary schools. This is part of the Spirit Exchange Program for Teachers. Leander ISD's recruiter telling KXAN it was a great solution in the teaching turnover they were seeing. And, you know, turnover or not, vacancies or not, it's just a great opportunity to learn from another culture. It really is. And I think maybe, let's see, Spain was dealing with the heat wave too, weren't mm -hmm. they? So, But they came to Central Texas and it's a whole different kind of heat. It's like when I moved here <laughs> two and a half years ago, my wife wanted to get away from the snow. And then three weeks later, we had our six and a half oh, inches. Gosh. So, uh, you know, you always just can't get away from uh, what you're trying to do. Yeah, but yeah. You know, that's life. Let's think outside here this morning on what is another very warm start to the day on what's going to end up being a very hot end to the day. We're at 81 right now in Austin. You can see a lot of the 80s across the state. We'll probably drop a few more degrees into the 70s before these numbers start to climb. You see what I mean here? There we go. 78 by 7 this morning. And then the heat is on, right? Heading for about 107, 108 here this afternoon. We got to 110 yesterday. Not only making for the hottest day of the year, but the third hottest day in Austin history. Only a couple of times have we ever been hotter than yesterday in our records, and we've hit 112 twice. Uh, not quite there yet yesterday, but close. Back in the 70s to start your Saturday morning, and then we're up into around 107 again here for tomorrow afternoon. So it's 108 today, 107 Saturday and Sunday, 106 on Monday. You see the trend is for very slow cooling. We're hoping that yesterday was the peak and that these numbers aren't going to climb anymore. But the humidity will slowly be climbing over the next few days into early next week. As the humidity goes up, our chances for rain finally go up. As this cluster of clouds here moves into the Gulf of Mexico, it still has just a 30% chance of developing into a tropical depression. But whether it does or not, we may still get some rain from it either way. Here is the area of focus. That rain is going to be moving into Florida here for the weekend of the Gulf of Mexico on Monday and possibly into central Texas. We certainly think it'll get some rain into parts of the state here on Monday night into Tuesday and Wednesday. Just some of it may stay too far south to give us a lot of rain, uh, but uh, any chance is better than nothing. How much are we looking at? Most of us a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch. This is far from a drought busting rainfall, but more importantly, it may temp bring the temperatures down a little bit for us. 108 today uh, is one degree shy of the record. You see the heat is nothing to forget here for the next few days, but by Tuesday and Wednesday, some rain chances, more clouds should knock the temperatures out of the triple digits. 99 Tuesday and Wednesday and back to triple digits, 103 by Thursday. Thank you, Nick. The names and addresses of members of a grand jury that indicted former President Donald Trump earlier this week are being leaked online. 
NBC News reporting a group that supports Trump posted them. The nonpartisan research group Adv Advanced Democracy found these listings. The grand jurors have come under attack in the days since Trump's indictment. It is the fourth criminal indictment brought against the former president. Well, over the past few months, the number of people sleeping outside in our downtown area has gone up. That's according to the Downtown Austin Alliance. And that group does a rough count almost every month to see how many people are on the streets. It says it counted roughly 470 people sleeping outside downtown in May of this year and more than 580 last month. That is an increase of more than 100 people. It also looked at the number of tents downtown. In May 2021, there were 279 tents and structures downtown. These were seen mostly along Cesar Chavez, Lady Bird Lake Trail, and around City Hall. July 2023, there were 42 tents and structures counted, which represented an 84% decrease from May of 2021. It pointed to the camping ban as a reason for that. It is worth noting the count is just for the downtown area alone, so it could mean more people are coming downtown from surrounding areas for resources. You want to be careful swimming in some of our local waterways. Toxic algae has been found in several of them. The city of Austin saying the algae levels in Barton Springs are not concerning and that the pool will stay open at this point. It's according to the Austin Watershed Protection Department. Excessively high temperatures and dry weather patterns increase the likelihood of toxic algae mats in creeks and lakes. The city will continue assessing the water. To learn more about the toxic algae and the other places that it's been found, you can look for the story on KXAN.com. This heat is affecting everyone and it's affecting Austin's rail lines too. Capital Metro has had to temporarily modify its schedule for the 32 mile red line running from downtown Austin to Leander because of slower speeds. They say it's necessary to slow down to avoid the danger of sun kinks. A sun kink is when extreme heat bends, warps, or distorts rail tracks. And according to Cap Metro, that can cause safety issues, including derailment. Officials said that service alerts will be issued for passengers when trains are running more than five minutes behind schedule. We are coming up on that time of year here in Austin, where the Austin City Limits Music Festival releases its 2023 performer schedule. This year, ACL will have eight stages with performances starting as early as 1245 in the afternoon. The latest ends at 10 at night. Weekend one is Friday, October 6th. It runs until Sunday the 8th. Weekend two starts Friday, October 13th, runs until the 15th. On both weekends, you can see artists like the Lumineers, Portugal, the Man, and Kendrick Lamar. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, Austin FC had the last few weeks to rest, work, rest and work some more as they get ready to resume MLS play this weekend. It's been a while, but the fact remains the last time Austin FC took the pitch, it resulted in an upsetting 3-1 loss, which resulted in an elimination uh, from the League's Cup tournament. Now, big change also occurred. The club traded away Diego Fagundes, a fan favorite. So here they are with 11 matches left, a lot of changes, but they're ready to go make a push for a playoff spot. And it all begins with a very good St. Louis club who is on top of the Western Conference. 
I think the guys come in fairly fresh now, and we look forward to the last 11 games. We got, um, you know, if you chalk them up into chunks, we got four before another break, and, and they're four very critical games. And we start with St. Louis, which is a, which is a huge opponent, and we look forward to the opportunity. We know what's in front of us, though, and, and you know, I really hope we come out um, guns blazing and, and give a great performance on Sunday because because we need it to grab some momentum. I think. All right, high school football steady improvement is the goal over at Stony Point as they get ready for the season. The Tigers finished right at 500 last year, but they couldn't get into the playoffs thanks to finishing third to last in their district. At this point, though, no matter the preseason predictions, everyone has an equal chance, which makes the ground fertile for the necessary motivation to work to make things much better this go-around. And that's what the Tigers want. I've always thought Stony Point functioned better when we are the underdog. There's been times back in the years where we weren't, but uh, I think this year we definitely are, and I think our kids are buying into that. I feel like people might be underrating us just a little, so that underdog will kind of give us the edge. People won't really expect what we have to offer. They will open up against Austin High next week at 7 o'clock. Uh, also, next Thursday, a reminder, we will be broadcasting the Taco Shack Bowl over on KBVO uh, between Anderson and McCallum. Kickoff will be at 7.30 for that one. And finally, the San Antonio Spurs release their schedule for next season. And the Spurs will be returning to the Moody Center on March 15th against the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Then they'll play another game on Sunday, March 17th against the Brooklyn Nets. That game will start at 6 o'clock. The game against the Nuggets on Friday will start at 7.30. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Thank you for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. The United States Department of Agriculture says it is facing a job shortage and a diversity problem. How Texas State University is stepping up to help change it. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.